Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Now, today I want to talk about how to create a social contract as a team. And this topic is something that came up as I was thinking about 2020 overall and sort of looking back at what that year has been and spending some time for me personally over the last couple of weeks to reflect on all the different challenges and opportunities that have come up and the things that worked for me in my personal life, the things that worked in my business, the things that worked working with the people on my team, and then all the things that didn't work in the different domains of my life. And how the intention of this review is not to feel guilty or to feel sad or somewhat depressed about everything that happened in 2020. For me personally, 2020 has been a really difficult year. I've went through some tough things. And then on top of that, we had the pandemic and still do. And all the consequences that came with that and with school closures and having three kids and running the business. So it hasn't been easy. And when I look back, I don't want to just look back and feel sad about everything. I really want to look back and reflect and learn from the mistakes and acknowledge all the wins to see how far I've come. Because the thing is, when we look at goals and we set goals and we aim to do better or do more and expand and grow, get stronger, more resilient, it's usually forward looking. So every day we're working at it, like we're practicing, we're being patient, we're being persistent, we're being committed to the process. And every day we're getting a little bit better, but we keep looking at the goal and we sometimes forget or don't even recognize how far we've come. And it's easy to forget also to appreciate how far we've come. Uh, I remember this one time, maybe it was a couple of years ago, I did a four week shred. And the woman that was running this shred, she said that the one thing that people always regret later on and that she encourages not to make this mistake is to not take a progress picture at the very beginning. Actually, it was probably more of like a benchmark picture at the very beginning to see where we started and what we look like at the beginning. So that after four weeks, you can actually see the difference. Because otherwise, in four weeks, this new body is just a new me. And I might not recognize how it's changed because it's changed not from one day to the next, but gradually day by day, it changed a little bit. And so then at the end of the four weeks, this is just your new normal. It's a little bit like looking at the horizon and wanting to reach it. And it keeps moving despite you walking every day and despite you actually making progress. And this is something that really resonates with me right now. Because I recognize that if a friend had told me or someone had told me back in March that we will be home with our three kids and running a business and they would not go to school for an entire year or for at least nine months and that a lot of things will be closed such as playgrounds and museums and we couldn't travel and the gym would be closed and I used to go to the gym five times a week and it was a big important part of my life and if someone had said you can't do all of that and you still have to maintain your business and grow your business and you have the kids at home you're now also supposed to homeschool I would have said impossible no way and it would probably have been a little bit frightening and created a ton of anxiety but we because we didn't know it at that point we just sort of had to take it and focus more on the things that we can control than the things that we couldn't control but now looking back 
it, this is really important to see how much we've grown, like how much resilience we've built, how much strength, how much we've learned over that time. And yes, there were downfalls and hard days and hard weeks and then better days and better weeks. It's not all not linear growth. But looking at the entire eight or nine months and seeing how much was actually possible, this is something to celebrate and to really appreciate for each of us. And that's also what I encourage you to do together with your team. So while this episode is about the social contract, I first off want to invite you to spend some time in the next two weeks before everyone goes off on their holiday breaks to schedule some time with your team to look back at 2020 and to see while things are fresh, not after you've taken a two-week vacation, but right now where it doesn't feel distant yet. To look at all the challenges that you as a team have overcome, that individuals on your team have overcome or have navigated, still might be navigating. Looking at the change that you have been able to absorb and and master. But then also looking at the challenges and the setbacks that you and your team had during this time. To bring it all up and to learn, to look at it and so that you can learn from it, to see What has worked well? And what do we want to continue doing? What do you want to start doing? Or what do you want to stop doing because of what you've learned from the reflection of 2020? How do you want to take these lessons and learnings and these new strengths that you've established and built over this year? How do you want to bring them forward and leverage them for the 2021 goals? How do you want to show up as a team? And this is where the social contract comes to play. Because so much has changed from the physical location that you and your team are in, the work setup, the way that you communicate with maybe clients or vendors, the way that you communicate with other stakeholders and people in the organization, the time that you do your work. What time do you start? When do you take a break? When do you end your work? How are you available on all the different channels? And what's working for the team and for you? And what isn't working for the team and for you? And what do you want to not do anymore in 2021? Maybe because it's not working or maybe just because times are changing and the new year will require a different setup. But while this all is still fresh, capture the learnings, capture the insights from doing some reflection with your team. And, and then the social contract, that's really sort of what governs the relationships at work. And those things are usually implicit. Those things we don't usually talk about, such as, you know what, when I slack you, I expect the response within the hour. And if you don't respond, I think that you're not working or that, or that you're not reliable or dependable. And for the other person... They think, no, on Slack, I got like 24 hours to respond back to someone. It's always been like that. But maybe it's been like that and while you were in the office because if something was really urgent, that person would just walk over or, you know, turn around because you're sitting right next to them. But now that we're remote, maybe that 24-hour response time is no longer what's working. Maybe it has to be a one-hour response time or it has to be something in between. But as long as they're implicit and not talked about, there's a really high chance that not all of you have the same 
expectations on other people uh, and it can then lead to miscommunication, conflict, demotivation, disengagement. It can lead to frustrations, stress, overwhelm and many other things. And speaking of that, there is this principle, it's a coaching tool that I use with my clients. It's called the blueprints. The blueprints are the expectations that we have on other people, what we think they should be doing. But reality is we don't all have the same blueprints. Now, yeah, I can have an expectation of what a boss should be doing, and that's fine. But I do get in trouble if my emotional state is attached to that other person meeting my blueprint. So if I get frustrated by my boss not doing what I expect my boss to do, my boss doesn't even know that because that was never an explicit rule or we've never established such a social contract. So my boss goes on with her day-to-day life and I'm over here feeling frustrated. Now my boss gets nothing from this, right? Doesn't feel anything. I'm the one with the burden. So my emotional state is now sort of in the hands of my boss who doesn't even know about it because I have this blueprint about her as an example and she is not meeting it without her even knowing about it. And so what social contracts will do is that when you have a conversation with your team about all the implicit rules, the way that you communicate, the way that you collaborate, the way that information is being shared, the way that you do work and how and when and in what form you do work and which channels you use and so forth. Those rules, once you make them explicit, those will define that social contract so that everyone on your team knows exactly what's to be expected and can also hold each other accountable based on that social contract. I don't have to come and say, hey, it bothers me when you show up late to this meeting. Instead, I could say, hey, just a reminder, part of our social contract is that we always show up on time unless there's an emergency. And I noticed over the last few weeks, you were running five minutes behind. What can we do about it? Because I want to make sure that we're all sticking to our social contract. It really facilitates those conversations and it clarifies all those expectations that are usually unwritten but govern the relationships at work. Now, if this sounds interesting, then scroll down to the show notes of this episode. I actually listed a number of questions that you can ask and talk about with your team to figure out what that social contract should look like for you and your team. There is no one size fits all. When I do this and support one of my clients with implementing or or facilitating such a conversation, There are usually a handful between five and maybe eight such agreements that make up that social contract and how work is done. And all those agreements within the social contract have been discussed with the team and everyone on the team agrees that these should be part of the social contract in order for the team to perform at its highest capacity. This is not your or the leader's job to set up that contract and and come up with the agreements. It is the job of the entire team to come up with something, including you, but you are one participant with equal rights like anyone else when it comes to creating those agreements. And that's an important part to keep in mind. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode where you can find a list of questions. 
Now, if you do want some help with this, then send me an email at contact at RamonaShaw.com and I'm happy to elaborate more and tell you how I usually facilitate this for my clients. But you can absolutely run with this on your own if you like to. You just want to make sure that you're prepared and that you're preparing your team for this session too and what is expected from them. And then that you don't take on the leadership role with more rights than everyone else on the team. That would be good. It's really important that everyone is seen as a person with equal rights because when it comes to our needs and expectations, we want to treat them equally and fairly. So quick recap, there are two things that I invited you to do in this episode and you can totally combine them, but you can also separate them out. Number one was to meet with your team and to reflect on 2020, to look at the challenges and setbacks and what can we learn from them. And then second, to celebrate all the wins, the big wins that were very visible and prominent, but also to recognize how far you've come since March or earlier in the year. Just with the day-to-day persistence and resilience that you have built over time. And to recognize everyone on the team. To demonstrate your gratitude for your team members and, and what they've put into and what they've been able to tolerate or navigate and master throughout this year. And then the second part is to discuss, while still fresh, while still in 2020, to discuss what those social agreements should be to create a social contract that governs how you interact as a team and sort of talks about these behavioral norms that make up your team that will set your team up for its highest level of performance in 2021. And I would encourage you to do this before Christmas or very early on in January while this is all still fresh. If you do want some help with this, or if you're looking in general for some team building or team bonding event that happens virtually, send me a message at contact at RamonaShaw.com. I have several ways that I can support you with creating a fun and enriching and insightful experience for you and your team. And with that, I will say goodbye for now. I will see you one more time in 2020, which is next week. And then I'm going to take two weeks off myself where you will get updates on the podcast with some of my past live discussions that I had on LinkedIn with some HR leaders about their leadership experience and recommendations, but also what they consider makes leaders stand out and helps them accelerate their leadership career based on their HR perspective. So stay tuned for that and make sure you check out the Manager Track podcast all the way to the end of the year. But for sure, I'll see you again next Tuesday. Bye for now. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.